What's up, party people? Welcome to Ditch the Ick, a podcast all about navigating dating, career, and honestly, life in general as a millennial. I'm your host, Katie Carson, 30-something avid dater and entrepreneur. What's up, party people? I cannot believe the end of the year is here. And so what I thought would be a lot of fun would be if we did a two-part dating year in review for you guys. And I'm going to be joined by a couple of friends. The first part, we're going to talk in general about the saga of the last year. And in the second part, they are actually going to give feedback and we are going to dive into each individual person that earned a nickname. So there you go. That's what we're going to be doing. I can't thank you guys enough for your support in these first couple of months of this podcast. And I can't wait for all of the episodes that we have coming in 2024 including one with a relationship coach, a clinical sexologist and sex coach, and many, many more amazing people. So cheers to 2024. I do believe the booze is already hitting me. So this is going to be a real fun time, a real fun time. I am so excited to be joined today by two of my nearest and dearest friends, not nearest in distance or geography, but nearest in our spiritual connections. <laughs> We're going to be doing a dating year interview, like I talked about last week's episode. This is going to be a two-parter, so we're going to kick off part one. Carrie, do you want to introduce yourself so people can remember who you are and what you sound yeah. like? Can Jersey go first? <laughs> yeah, Jersey can go first. Careful setting the standard, Carrie, because that's going to bite you over the course of this yeah. episode. Carrie, I was here before. Yeah, and I'm just here. So here you go. I'm Carrie, Katie's sister, by the way, if you don't know me. <laughs> Love that journey for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Jersey. Uh, you heard me referenced in Feral Girl Fall, and I was really pumped. Um, I'm one of Katie's very best friends. I am super in tune with her vagina and all things that happen <laughs> down south. I am very qualified to be on this call because I have been an avid fan of season four of what is happening in Katie's life. But I also am pretty good with the dating. I am straight, so I'm pretty great when it comes to guys. And I got married a couple of years back, and I like him. I think I'm going to keep him, and that's still going pretty well. I have gotten to hear all the latest, greatest, good, bad, and ugly of the latest season of the dictum in Katie's life. Just to preface, I am like a watcher who has come in at season four and not watched the previous seasons. If at any hey. point I'm lost, that is why. We just got closer this year. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell you, Carrie, before this, there were no previous seasons for about a decade. Yeah, okay. no, it was so, a long hiatus. Yeah, I was like we, young when the other... Essentially, this is the reboot. Mm-hmm. There you go. This is the reboot. This is the Fuller House version gotcha. of my dating life where everybody's a little bit older. What um, is it, Cinemax? Where sh- that they used to have the porn call on after Oh, Skinemax? Yeah. This is definitely Skinemax pickup from. I'm sorry. Yeah. The- <laughs> Carrie's, pre- Carrie's pre cable. She doesn't know. She doesn't understand. As a reminder to those of you who don't know, Carrie is 13 years my junior. I'm 20. 20- so she does not remember I'm- the Skinemax days. Well, thank God we have one Gen Z you're joining this call because my elder millennial ass is about to reference MySpace. Technically, she's a millennial. That's a topic for a whole other episode, but she is on the bottom end of the spectrum. Before we dive in, and if you're on the Patreon, you will see there is an entire 
presentation that accompanies this. So you do want to subscribe to the Patreon. It's $5 a month to be able to see the glory that is the PowerPoint that I put together for this because we went all out. But I'd love to hear a little bit of your thoughts about my year in dating in 2023, having witnessed the reboot, if you will, of my dating life. Carrie, since I'm in the fan club, can I go first? Absolutely. (laughs) Yay. Okay. I love this season. The writers were really wild, man. This season, there were some twists and turns in Katie's dating life. Okay, full disclosure, I have been married for four years. And prior to that, I was dating the man who soon became my husband. We were dating for five, got engaged and got married. I have been out of the dating game for a decade. And things are different. I missed the Tinder window and some of the new age dating realities. You don't meet people in real life first and that's now third base when you do my i'm so first of all i'm so proud of katie because i remember the dark time when there were the cobwebs and and we weren't doing things and it was less about her i think physically not wanting to engage with others romantically and more about what her journey was mentally and emotionally and just the idea of just letting anyone in that said though we let them in deep and it is in, great in all the ways oh it's so great i i do have some fan favorites for sure um there were some stories that i was really holding out for and then man they pulled a game of thrones and all my favorite characters died but i think my favorite review is going to be the what i want to call the origin i think my favorite review tonight is going to be dom daddy my god epic And I think my second is going to be the principal. But I'm so proud of the the dating journey that you have been on. I absolutely love that you like reinvested in your sexuality and your body. I feel like Katie's body 2.0, mine is said uterus, but with all the bells and whistles, so much fun. I have to say one thing that I love during this whole year is this is the year that I learned that you were bisexual. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was super important for our friendship. Not that I didn't know or needed to know, but the conversations that you and I had and like how open you were with yourself in so many new ways. I feel like every single one of these stories just brought you further and further to where you need to be now, now that the, the dry spell, the hiatus, whatever you want to call the dark time is over. But I'm really looking forward to the Dom Daddy and the principal stories. And man, season four was epic. So like season five, I don't even know. Jersey's about to make me cry at the beginning of this podcast because the alcohol is already hitting me. Carrie, what's your thoughts on because you because I was actually physically with Carrie for a solid portion of my feral app days. Love this. I spent several weeks at a time in Savannah at Carrie's home. So she also has a unique perspective. I had some great sex in Savannah, too. I'm here for this. Wait, to be clear, I never did actually have sex in Savannah, nor did I actually... I did go on one date. You went on one date that you didn't tell me where you were going. No, I actually went on an actual date. That guy stood me up. I actually went on an actual date with the super Mm -hmm. nerdy guy. We went and got a drink. In Savannah? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You told me about that one, though. I did tell you about that one. Anyways... My dating experience is completely the opposite. I just got married a year ago and was dating for a couple years before that. But 
so it's been like three, three and a half years. But all of my experience was on dating apps and basically none of the, how, how do you say it? Like the IRL. Yeah, that. The organic. Yeah. Connection. You didn't meet your boyfriends in a nightclub in New Jersey. That's what I'm hearing. You didn't. Yeah. And I wish I had. But anyways, but. I think that's also the small town, big city difference. Too. Yeah, that's not how me and my husband met. We met through friends, but still. Anyways, I have a lot of experience with the dating apps and everything, but no IRL experience. It's the opposite. But with Katie's, it was this was the first year we got closer. We didn't really talk to each other about dating life or anything before this, except for when I told you about Porter and. I don't know. It's just been great to get to know you and as a friend also instead of just my sister, my older sister. First of all, is your drink hitting you already? Like, yes. You the <laughs> I don't drink, so this is hitting me really hard. Jesus Christ. Everyone's going to need to take a Xanax after this. But also, why are we getting so emotional right off the bat? I'm going to be like, I'm your heart. The first time you told me about any of your current dating life, it was Dom Daddy. So I got thrown right the fuck in. Yeah, you did. Because <laughs> why not? Why not have a killer first episode? I think you just I think you just went for it. And I mean, I was like, okay, cool. And then you were like, okay. <laughs> I have to say, though, I recommend this. Only because I, Katie, I feel like I identify more with your listeners sometimes than I identify with you. I consider myself part of the Ditch the Ick community. And I feel like, especially late 20-something girls, the 28, 29, 30, that, that age range right there that is getting all that get married quick pressure or dry on up, that's not trauma for me. I'm fine. But I feel like that group, they should all embrace doing this with their girlfriends, even with themselves. If they're going to do a self-diary, because I swear to God, I feel like we're going to look back next year. And this is going to feel completely different. I also wish that there was a version of me that could have done this in a past life because I do think I would have found the man that I ended up with. I think I would have found him soon. I think you're right. And I, I think that's one of the reasons, too, why I started the pod was to help people realize, A, you don't have to get married quick because you're going to dry up. It's fine. You're good. Live your life and don't settle just because that pressure is on you. But also because I want these conversations to be more open and out in the open. And make it more normal to talk about this stuff. Because I think especially as women for so long, we have been conditioned to feel ashamed of our sexuality or to hide it. Or look mm -hmm. at Taylor Swift. She dated the normal human and got called a slut for it. I'm still obsessed. I'm having a Britney moment right now. And I'm going to say it, but I always thought Justin was a little douchey. But now I'm like, what? Oh, uh. yeah. But I agree. I, know. I agree. I think there's, I think there's a lot of... And I'm going to say it, I don't even think that it's a necessary pressure on straight women. I think it's just a pressure on women, period. You have a vagina, mm -hmm. therefore you are something to be feared. Therefore, lock it up, sis, and we're going to tell you what to do with it. And I think that's one of my favorite parts of your journey is you have literally gotten 10 years worth of dating back. And it's awesome. So awesome. Clearly, Jersey and I will be recording an episode later about the patriarchy and rights. I can't wait to hear that. <laughs> I'm only going to come right. back if the, view if the viewers, you hear me? I'm so meant for TV without any makeup on. I'm only coming back if the community wants me to come back. <laughs> I, I think that's going to be a given. Okay, so we're going to dive right in Yay. to 2023. 
performance. My goal was to go on five dates this year. Mm-hmm. Actual dates, obviously. Look Clearly, at you, overachiever. Hold on. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Easy there, trigger finger. You nearly doubled your goal. I'm just going to go into the statistics part of this. You nearly doubled your rate of success. And clearly the KPIs are showing that not only did you beat, but you dramatically exceeded your goal. And it's important to note, we've got to clarify the data set here. This only counts the dates that both parties showed up for. And are these dates or are these like fuck sessions? Is it- no, these are actual dates. Okay. These are actual dates. We went out for either a beverage or a meal or an activity. Yes. Okay. I'm here. I was about to say, so, I thought it was a little I was going to say, it felt low for, to include dick appointments. Yeah. So just- I was like, wow, guys, way to call me out. <laughs> <laughs> you were really successful this year. Don't you take that away from your dad. So listen, I will say most of those dates were successful. Amazing. Let's just say. Cool. But now we're going to dive into the flops. So I got stood up. Three times, three separate times, which is astounding to me in this day and age that stand-ups are still a thing. See, I'm going to be honest. I'm shocked. But this is, again, I love that Carrie has a lot of super modern online dating experience, and I have none. I remember being on Plenty of Fish for like 15 minutes, immediately meeting a Staten Island Italian boy and becoming his girlfriend for 12 weeks because that's who I am. I'm surprised that number isn't higher because I actually think that in in the world where you are meeting people virtually and you can have one persona online and be very different from who you are in real life that it's easy for people not to be accountable and it's Mm -hmm. easy for people to the same way you delete an email or you brush past a text you can just not show up and I think that's awful but I actually see this and I have hope for the world because I think that number could have been higher because I assumed that more guys were going to be douchey here's the deal. Maybe this is part of what my expectations were, but these are all men in their mid to late 30s or early to mid 40s. Like grown men. These are grown ass men. If this were college, if I were still in my 20s with Carrie, this wouldn't surprise me at all. But these are grown ass men asking me to make plans, giving me times and places. With a Google calendar. I was going to confirming an hour before and then not showing up. I was going to agree with Jersey because I'm not going to lie. So it happened to me like once or twice, but I did this one time when I was living in St. Pete. Because you're in college, Carrie. You're in. Hey, you, I was going to say, you call this a stand up in college. Carrie, you're so sweet that I can, <laughs> I can taste it from here. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be mean, but I don't know. It was funny because my roommates thought it was hilarious because he was, it was really messed up. He was driving an hour to come on a date Ooh. with me and I was scared to go with a stranger. So I just blocked him on everything. Two, two, two. So we have established that I am in a rural geographic area. Many of the people that I am matching with are at least an hour away. Minimum. And then right. that's a commitment. And two of the three, we had made plans to meet in the middle. So at most, we're driving 30 minutes. That's still an ick. Wait, but I am I remember talking to you during at least one oh, that was- of the stand-ups. Yeah. But so I'm going to bench that for a second. But okay. I want to know about the catfish more. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean- so there were three stand-ups, one catfish. And this story is really good. I don't know. I can't believe I haven't told you guys this. So I matched with this guy on Bumble 
and this is why Bubble, one of the reasons why Bumble was last on my ranking. Mm-hmm. No, was Bumble last? No, Hinge was last. My bad. Bumble was third. Mash was this guy in Bumble. We're messaging. We're hitting it off. We move to text. It's his day off and I make up my own schedule. So we're texting and he's like, do you want to meet for dinner on Wednesday? And I was like, sure. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably check the Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group oh, to see if Home Skillet is in it. It's great. Home Skillet was in it. And turns out the pictures on his profile were from at least 10 years ago and about 40 pounds ago. And I have no problem with that. I would like it the record to show that I would have swiped right on him as he looked this year had he just been honest. It was the misrepresentation. It was, it, it gets worse. Ooh. It was the misrepresentation. It was the amount of comments on his post about women he had, like women who lived like in other states who he had made plans with for them to come visit for weekends. And then he ghosted that, like travel. Yeah. The number of women he had stood up as a result of his catfishing. And then his daughter started chiming in on the comments. Yes. His daughter started chiming in the comments. And all of this is happening in like a four hour span. And so I texted him and I was like, hey, look, I just, I want to know, I want you to know, I know you don't look like your pictures now. And I would have swiped right on you either way. I liked your profile and I still think you're attractive. But because you weren't honest with me, it's going to be a no-go. And he blocked me on everything. I then get to the dog park for my daily dog park date. And there are these two girls there who are maybe 20. They're cousins. And I was telling them about this and the Facebook group. He was one of their friend's dads. They knew the daughter that was commenting on the post. Shut up! And texted her. I make a Patreon recommendation for those who who want to go and be like super followers. Could you go back and find any screenshots of this? Oh, I have a whole folder. I think you need to include them in the Patreon. Oh, for sure. Amazing. For sure. You're welcome to the community. (laughs) Yeah, they knew her and texted her. And apparently her dad was feral as fuck and catfishing women all over the place with pictures of him from 10 years ago. I'm gagged. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to be real. The catfish tea was piping hot. That I also hate every guy that stood you up. So I'm trying really hard not to plan a slow and painful murder and they'd never find them. Guys, remember, I am from Jersey. They'd never will. But the catfish story, 10 out of 10. I feel like the catfish story is way better than the stand-up story because there's more to it than just we made plans and you didn't come. It's so layered because the other one's like, you're dish, just a douche of the week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the rule is if you stand someone up, though, I do believe that you get diarrhea. Karma is the diarrhea hitting the guy that stood up on me. Yeah, honestly, I probably did when I did it because I get anxiety shits. So if- <laughs> you know what? That's really what it is, Carrie. You've been... This is all a direct result of the level of guilt that you have felt over that one stand-up moment. But you had an actual bodily problem. Meanwhile, it's just it's just diarrhea karma. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with that, we're going to dive further into the successful numbers. So there were, of the nine dates, it was seven people with seven first dates and two second dates. Which, you know, that's like a, I think a that's third. A pretty, I think that's a pretty good... It's a good conversion rate, yeah. right? Like two out of seven, that's like a third of them going on to the second date. There were several of those first dates where we thought about making plans for second dates. And then either I did not get stood up, old McDee's nuts, or I did get stood up, old McDee's nuts, or it just never came to fruition. Yeah. And I have a feeling that like, some of them you also just didn't want. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's for things. I feel like it's like your sheen cart. You put a whole bunch of stuff in it. That doesn't necessarily mean you want to buy it. And you can like look at it once every three to five business days. And then at the end of about a month and when you've gotten 17 push notifications from them, you buy three things. Yep. Delete everything out of the car. If that isn't how my roster is all the time. Like I'll have a cart full, I'll have a roster full, and then I'll be like, you know what? I really don't want any of this. No, and then we'll just clear it, and then we'll just start a new roster. Sometimes it just feels good to shop and look at the inches. I'm sorry, I can't buy anything on Sheen without looking at the inches because the sizing is fake. I thought you were making a dick joke. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm pumped. Maybe I don't know. It works both ways. We're Jersey, the queen of the double entendre. Oh my god, I love it. I can't believe you let me on here. It's gonna be dangerous. Honestly, I just am so happy you agreed. (laughs) And that we could find a time. Do this. No, but by the numbers, your six your rate looks really good. Thanks. Thanks. So this is the roster. So this is just anybody who earned a nickname during the during this time. For those of you who are not on Patreon and can't see, we have they are in chronological order um, of the time at which I matched with them. The principal, Dom Daddy, the Brit, Old McDee's Nuts, the professor, gift guy, pizza daddy, and then wine daddy. I would love to hear any of your thoughts, any of your, we talked a little bit about your favorites, your least favorites. First And of then all, we'll go into superlatives. I, I do need everyone to go to the Patreon because the photos that you have selected to complement said roster are <laughs> wax poetic over here. Amazing. But I forgot that Principal and Dom Daddy were the kickoff to the season and were not uh-huh. very far. That's why I didn't... No, they were not. Sorry. But Dom Daddy had a reappearance. Oh, no. It's called a relapse. Midway through the season. You relax. <laughs> That's why <laughs> I didn't remember the Principal when I texted you or called you the other day. Is because he was before Dom Daddy, and that was the first one you told me about. So I think I just got a synopsis on the principal, but I think the one that I remember the most about, because the one that we talked about the most, because we were hanging out a lot at this time, was Old McDee's Nuts and the Brit. Mm. The Brit. The Brit. Oh my God, can you? That was such a letdown. It was. That was such a letdown. I almost forgot about the Brit. Same. When I was making this list, same. I almost forgot about the Brit, but I had to go through all my screenshots. Wow. Oh, it's a good way to remember. Yeah. Because you know why? First of all, getting getting a nickname just permanently cements you in someone's memory. Like when I was dating back in college, every Staten Island Steven was a real thing. That was a real and Guido Deluxe also another real thing. I feel if you have cemented yourself enough to get a nickname, you've at least done something memorable. Not good, but memorable. And here's the thing. So this is my philosophy. I don't know if I've shared it before on the pod, but there is a clear progression that is directly correlated to whether or not things are getting serious. You don't even get saved in my phone until you get a nickname, if we're honest. (laughs) You don't even get saved, okay? We are texting whatever. If we actually make plans to meet or there is a connection and there is something that happens that organically sparks a nickname, Mm -hmm. you get assigned that. And then only if 
we get to the point where there is an actual DTR conversation in a relationship, do you actually get referred to by your actual name to my friends? To people. Otherwise, they will only know you by nickname. You will only be saved by your nickname in my phone until there is a DTR situation. And honestly, probably until if there's a marriage Let's be real. I mean, yeah. Two things. One, do we think that this also stems from the fact that when we grew up as I'm going to take it all the way back to grade school that when we, you remember you're, you're a little girl and you're like, pineapple likes me. I, I saw grapefruit. Oh, because we were passing because we were passing notes yes. and we had to be quoted yes. because if those notes got picked up, mm-hmm. then we were fucked. We were fucked. So do you think that some of this is the adult rated R version of we spent our entire lives giving nicknames to guys and also two. I don't know whether this warrants judgment or not, but my husband to this day is still in my phone under a nickname. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And it stems from the nickname thing kind of also stems from if you give it a name, then it's real. But if you don't mm-hmm. give it a name, it's not. Because it's, like, it's like finding a straight puppy. It. That's how I always saw it. Because it's just, I don't know. For me, it's just it's like you're telling a story when you have somebody with a nickname. Ooh. Harry, hold on. Do we have like a sound effect for like a mic drop on knowledge? But I think all of those are correct. And I also will throw a third theory out there. And I think they're all happening at the same time. It's also a neurodivergence thing. Because one, I suck at names. Melissa, you know this. You've seen me at conferences where my job is to meet somebody, get their name and introduce them to somebody else. (laughs) I love you so much. Like, you've seen that panic in my eyes. I've also seen you forget the names of coworkers. Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have. I have forgotten the names of everyday objects, all right? It is just something that happens to me. And But something that I've always done is anytime I've met somebody and there is any sort of ongoing communication or even just tangentially seeing them at church or whatever, mm-hmm. there is an association that I make. Yeah, whether they look like an animal or they look like a character from a TV show or one of my coworkers recently defined for me. We were talking about a guy that we work with and we're just sitting there casually having lunch. And all of a sudden she was like, like, when you look at him, you know, he shops with Kohl's cash. Yes, exactly. I that mean, sort of thing. I couldn't even couldn't even <laughs> handle it. Almost ruined the moment. But no, that's actually that's really interesting. And, and you know my theory that I now think that everyone has a ver- some kind of varying level of divergence, that the idea of normal versus not doesn't exist, that actually everybody is on some kind of spectrum of just like where you land, but no one is actually normal. Yep. No. And honestly, dating. I feel like the older, especially this is like a whole other conversation, but like the older we get as women too, the less we mask the fact that we're neurodivergent in any way shape or form and i think that's also been a big part of it is now i'm just like embracing the weird i don't think oh, I yeah it to be honest well no because you're a different generation carrie and i raised you in your formative years <laughs> in your first five years of life okay i think uh, there's two royal <laughs> truths to any woman in dating don't at me but i'm just these are my opinions i think one is everyone needs to get the hoe out their system Everybody, you need a period. I don't care if it's a day, a week, four to five years. I don't care what it is. You need to get the hoe out your system, period. You have to. Done. And the second one is you, the level of fucks to give exponentially decreases with age. 
But the two big things that I think take the fuck out of your system, you have no fucks to give, is one, you have far more fucks to give before you graduate college or before that age, right around that 21, 22. Mm -hmm. The next one is once you hit 30, I'm sorry, but once the three goes in front of your age, the level of fucks you have to give is bitch, find me. Bitch, where you don't care anymore. It's literally fuck around and find out. And I thought in my late 20s that I didn't have fucks left to give. I truly thought that. I was wrong. It was a fuck. And honestly, even at 30, compared to where I am now, like when I hit 35, it was even fewer fucks. And I didn't know that was possible. Jersey, you saw that transition. That was like the... That was the birthday you took me to that place in Vegas. Yep. It was lovely. And no man will likely ever live up to that. And she's just set an impossible standard for me You're as far as dating goes. Because you deserve it. Thanks. It's just hard in a rural area to live up to those standards. Wait. Okay. So hold on. Not to bring it so, back, but I am very excited about the roster. Okay. I, I want to give homework to like everyone who's listening. Try to get your own. Think of what your own roster was for 2023. Even if you can only remember like the top five, but give yourself a roster and use the roster to evaluate your 2024 goals. Because I swear, no matter what the story was, I fully wholeheartedly believe I'm going to have a Disney afternoon special moment. I've been watching a lot of Boy Meets World. There's something to learn from every single one of the people that come into your life, even when you hate them and their shit. You, there is definitely a lesson to be learned. So I encourage everyone to, to make their roster. You can't make a, a roster when you're married because there's supposed to be only one person on it. So that's <laughs> a little different. <laughs> but you can't do that. But if you're single or if you're dating or if you're in a space where you have multiple people in your life, make a roster and figure out at minimum, what did you learn from each of these experiences? And now how do you want that to shape your new year? What you need and don't need. Yeah. And Jersey is now the host of this podcast. That's a lovely here. So actually, that's a perfect transition point. That concludes part one. Stay tuned for part two next week, where we are diving deep into the roster and the superlatives of 2023. So do your homework that Jersey just gave you and meet us back here next week to see your own superlatives. And I want to know what where your roster lines up. Thanks for joining us on Ditch the Ick. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Ditch the Ick Pod. You can shoot us DMs, listener stories. In our highlights, you'll see some listener story prompts. You can share them with us anonymously or with your name. It's up to you. But we always love to connect and get to know you on social. And if you haven't already, head to patreon.com slash ditch the ick. You'll see a couple of different levels where you can subscribe and get access to exclusive content get early access to the videos in some cases you get first dibs on listener stories so make sure you head over there and subscribe it really helps keep this going if you're looking to join the community meet some other single people maybe you meet some new friends share your thoughts comments responses to the episode you can head over to facebook we've got a free private group called ditch the ick and it's going to be a really safe space for us to share our stories connect and make friends.